0: all right we're recording yes all right welcome back so awesome guest tonight uh he's been a real friend online never met him in real life uh one of the i think godfathers of like instagram memes it's it's an honor to have him on here tonight um he he has many accounts his most famous account was probably dab moms and memes for memers is currently his biggest account he has other accounts like Throwback Machine and Bach Memes, biros Probably more I'm forgetting about, or he's deleted or forgotten about himself. So I guess please please welcome Spencer, uh, the you know, the admin of all these accounts, specifically Memes for Memers. Welcome, welcome. How are you tonight?
1: Thank you. Thank you, Float Universe, uh slash post float glow. <laughs> I know your pages too. Hey, you, you, <laughs> you got some other ones. You got some alts.
0: It's funny that you brought that up because that's not you. Oh, it actually is me, but you're the reason why I have all these multiple accounts. Like you're the, you're, you're what you're the genesis of that. At least where like one day I was following all your accounts, like simultaneously didn't know that it was this, it was the same person. But one day, like, I guess you were on, I just, I don't know how I put it together, but I saw you on, I guess maybe the live on both pages or I just figured it out Mm -hmm. somehow. And then I'm like, oh, shit, like, no wonder I, I like all these pages. It's the same person. Uh, and so yeah. that's that's how i like, I figured out, wow, okay, that makes sense. So you can, like, shout out your own pages. And if a page goes down, oh, you, have yeah. a, you have a backup page. But, you know, and, and a lot of times I'm making up a ton of content. But, it's, it, you know, if I have a specific niche meme page, it goes good on that page. But it won't go good on some of those other ones. So it's nice to have, like, I like to look at certain, I go, I'll, I'll sign on to that account. And it'll just be those kind of memes. It, it'll just be. You know that kind of genre of stuff whereas like on my float universe page like my search page and my main like uh you know the front page is all like a hodgepodge of stuff whereas on the post float glow page it's really like new age and like uh mm-hmm. you know it, it's very you know whatever i'm following so yeah you're actually the inspiration for all of those multiple accounts so see this
1: well you know who taught me was uh was the real godfather of instagram memes that's sunny sunny side up um uh, when i found out he ran about 10 pages i was like well i could do that and uh and so i made uh memes for memers which was just sort of a side page uh at first but then kind of became my main outlet creatively um But yeah, he was the he was the one who taught me that you can, you know, the sky's the limit. You know, you don't have to be tied to one page. You can be whoever you want to be on the Internet. That's a beautiful thing.
0: It's funny you bring him into it. I was going to kind of go in that direction. But yeah, you jumped right there, which was the first podcast I did was John Trilly, which was, you know, Cabbage Cat and all these other pages. And he's mm-hmm. also tied in with Sonny. So you're you're part of those original gangster, you mm-hmm. know, 2014, 15, 16 Instagrammers. And I consider you yeah. one of the, you're one of the nice ones. Some of these people are just, you know, at least <laughs> at, the, at <laughs> least at fakes. the time, at least at the time, they were just a, a bunch of depressed assholes. But uh, you and John. Well, it's
1: funny how when you're really depressed, you can sort of uh, lash out at people and not even realize that you're doing it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think also the popularity of some of those pages were, it was just a reflection of like, wow, like a big chunk of humanity is uh, fucking depressed and they're resonating with this kind of content. I was at the time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a big part of like millennial memes, you know, is just being depressed, hating yourself, wanting to die. And I've gravitated away from that. But that was my bread and butter there for a while. I mean, I definitely was feeling that and writing about that and making memes about that.
0: So yeah, that, you know, uh, I'll go ahead.
1: You said, well, you said that I'm kind of in their group. Like I would say, yeah, definitely. We all kind of came up at similar times. Uh, They were both popular when I started to get popular, but I mean, truly stayed at my house for like a week and I've stayed at uh, Sunny's place like multiple times. So we've, We've all hung out in New York and uh, in D.C. and done the whole thing. So yeah, I I think I think I can brag about being one of the memers who's met the most memers. I've met I've met them
0: all. <laughs> have you met? Tank t- to.
1: Have you met Tank really Sinatra? Around.
0: Have you met Tank?
1: Yeah, I've met George. Yeah, I've met Tank Sinatra.
0: Wow, you are a VIP. He's a great guy. A VIP, famous person, man. Wow, it's like I'm tired. Yeah, I- totally. Uh, Terrence McKenna would be proud. I am talking to meme royalty tonight, man. Uh, so,
1: <laughs> That's so, right. Um, you know, I think George said to me, "Oh, hey, what's up, bro? Good to see you. Welcome to New York, bro." <laughs> uh,
0: that was the extent of it, huh?
1: That was basically it. We were filming a documentary.
0: Uh, okay. Do you know Fuck Jerry? I've never met him, but
1: I've you know communicated with him a right little bit, but, right uh, Sonny knows him i don't
0: I don't know him that much well you actually I create, know,
1: I know no, mostly original meme pages more well, that's than the thing yeah, you
0: you are you are you create a lot of original content at least you did and then you took a break there for a while so let's continue down your narrative here see so yeah, I'm following you online. I found you I think initially on dab moms because I was smoking a lot of weed at the time still am. But uh, I was following that page, and you had a lot of, you had some drug memes, a little bit of like, weed memes. A lot of, there's a lot of weed memes on Instagram, as people know. Uh, are you a ghostwriter for any like, uh, weed pages?
1: I was, um, yeah, I was a ghostwriter for Top Tree. I don't know oh. if you know them. Yeah, oh um, yeah. You know Lane. Yeah. Um, he hired me and Truly, and uh, you know Dr. Grayfang. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the three of us were part of like a, a sort of a meme think tank that made a bunch of content for him. And um, I love Lane. He's an awesome dude, and he was an awesome boss. Um, and he sort of, uh, he paid us to to make content for Top Tree there for a few months, and um, we had a great time doing it. And, um, yeah, basically how I got started was Hippie Memes. Uh, I made fun of hippies and made fun of weed culture, and uh, and that's how I got into sort of the weed niche. And I mean, there was a time there where I was making all these weed memes, and I didn't even smoke weed. Um, I was just kind of like just doing it because it was working, and um, you know, and I was never a hippie, but I always thought the culture was funny, so I would make fun of crystals and fish and stuff like that.
0: Well, that's yeah, a lot of that's what attracted me initially was uh, there was a few pages out there that were doing, you know, kind of grazing that territory, uh, like Namaste at Home. Dad was another one doing psychedelics and smoking weed and making fun of Absolutely. hippies, stuff like that, Joelle. And me,
1: and, me and her got hooked up very, very early, I just kind of, you know, I, I really admired her page. I've met her before. Um, I, I've got a lot of respect for, for that woman. She's hilarious.
0: Yeah, she's a true original uh, OG meme gangster. She really is.
1: Absolutely, she's she's the real deal. You wanna talk about real ass memers, She's she's one of them.
0: Yeah. Can I swear?
1: Am I, oh you, yeah, yeah, am yeah. You, you, you can say
0: whatever you want. Okay, cool. But yeah, so that was the thing. So I was getting into the psychedelics at the time. I was looking at memes, smoking a lot of weed. I was attracted to your page, and at first I thought you were. It was a, a female because it was called Dab Moms, and I think initially, yeah, a
1: lot of people, a lot of people thought that.
0: I think initially you had a, lo- your logo was like, wasn't it like a woman with like a a blowtorch? Mm
1: hmm. <laughs> or
0: was I? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a woman with a blowtorch. Did she have goggles and, too?
0: Um,
1: yeah. She was wearing safety goggles. I don't know. I, I was, I was high out of my mind back then. I probably just thought that that was a good idea. And uh, yeah, I always made my own logos. I always really had a lot of fun making logos
0: okay so locos for logos or whatever that guy i remember there was a guy that was making everybody's logos for a while
1: oh my god yeah i remember that page that's hilarious yeah i i just always wanted to make my own stuff you know i wanted to like i'm i'm kind of from a child of like the diy music scene so when i got into memes i sort of applied that philosophy to memes which is just like do it yourself like don't worry about what big pages are doing just do your own thing and, and do it from the ground up. And that was always my philosophy.
0: Well, your style is mainly Twitter style, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I
1: think it was John truly who showed me or somebody, um, actually maybe I Googled it when I, in 2015, uh, when I first started, I was like, how do people get these, uh, words on top of their pictures like this and i saw some reddit post that was like i think it's just twitter and so i downloaded twitter because like i was uh, i was like a luddite before i got into memes like i didn't do social media at all um you know i didn't have a facebook or anything and i just downloaded instagram and um was on facebook eventually and then just got into it like i found my first, the first meme page I found was uh, I play corn to my DMT plants. You ever heard of that page? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Uh, yeah, it was way back in the day. And one of their admins was my now good friend, Clyde, who was corn fan 420 for a long time. Now he goes by Hot Leather. Right. Um, and he introduced me to all this stuff. And, uh, and he took me under his wing in, in a little bit. Um, and he was the first person to repost me, the first person to kind of believe in what I was doing and show me the way, and um, and the rest is history, really. Like, I owe him I owe, I, owe, I owe him a lot.
0: I feel like out of that group, a core group of memers that came out, everything came out of that. Like, there was a bunch of – there was memes that existed on the Internet before uh, Instagram, but I feel like there was a point where – there was a core group of people that had a lot of influence and didn't even know a lot of people didn't even know that they were working together, they had multiple mm-hmm. pages together. And that basically set the tone for memes there for a long time and inspired and created a lot of people who in turn created their own subgroups and, you know, networks that they all work together to create their brand. And, you know, for a long time, now you were making money off of Dab Moms. Now, how big did Dab Moms ultimately get?
1: Um I had uh 366,000 followers when my page got deleted. And um it got deleted in March and I was <laughs> I don't I don't mean to brag about this cuz it's not like I'm making this money now but I was making about $10,000 a month.
0: <laughs> Ooh. I was going to ask I, I didn't know I was going to say man like damn like if you were making that much off of just 300,000 I can only imagine how much other people are making off of millions.
1: Well, and I mean, I think I was pretty savvy. Um, I think some of those pages that have a million followers probably don't make that much because they don't know how to make that much. Um, I was lucky to have good uh, guidance in how to make more money and not completely ruin your page. Um, And also, like I said, I was ghostwriting too. So I was, I was making, you know, I was making a couple hundred dollars a day off of ads, but I was also making a couple hundred dollars a day off of um, uh, writing memes. So, so I was, I was, you know, picking out of two different barrels. So that's why I was able to make that much money, but it wasn't sustainable. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to last forever.
0: Now, how'd you end up losing your page? um it's a very sad story
1: about a little asshole in boston um i forget his name because he's a little pissant and um (laughs) he uh okay so it's kind of a weird story i was convinced that i got taken down for copyright but that's not what happened um because there was this guy bragging on twitter about how he got my page taken down And how he got it taken down was that I was at the time uh, posting uh, still images that I had converted into five second videos. And the reason I did that was to, to game the algorithm and trick the algorithm into thinking that my still image meme was a video. Because Instagram was really pushing video content, but they weren't pushing still image content um so i just tried to trick the algorithm which is what we all did that's all what we all did all day
0: long was it, it, the it, algorithm. yours was working really really well by the way when when you were doing that i remember watching that i'm like oh shit i'm like
1: yeah i was getting like 50 60,000 likes on a post just because it was a video instead of a, a still image
0: yeah i couldn't believe that i'm like and that was the reason i thought initially i'm like well when your page disappeared i said well he was breaking their terms of service, what that shit he was doing. But so what actually happened?
1: Well, well, what I'm wondering is what exactly in the terms of service says that you can't
0: do that? Well, you may be right. Why, you know why, what I mean? So, you, you, so why did you think this guy took your page down then? Why did he, why, what was he bragging about?
1: Well, he had a screenshot that said it was removed for spam. And I had heard that people were doing the same tactic on Facebook and they were getting their posts removed for spam. So I think it was sort of this uh, new thing that Instagram and Facebook were doing, obviously the same company, um, which was if somebody was trying to game the algorithm with a still image as a five second video, they removed the post as spam. This guy reported me and got the whole page taken down. Now the funny thing is, is that, so this guy is from Boston, right? So there's another Boston memer named Bo Berto who, uh, has a page called haha ha, let's chill
0: yeah i love bo we, we talk about him a lot on this podcast
1: yes he's um he's another good friend we've met up for lunch in real life before um he uh he had a page called uh, a fucking sick tattoo of a wolf every day on facebook which was a legendary page um i actually made a A post for him when I first started and like we 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 have been in a group chat for about five years (laughs) and um and the the little guy on Twitter was he he posted at Bo Berto and said hey man I got dad moms taken down isn't that awesome and Bo was just like that's my friend like fuck you like (laughs) what like the guy assumed that Bo Berto hated me just because of the way my content was, not knowing that me and Berto went back years and years and years. And so, you know, Berto uh, messaged me and was like, hey, man, look at this. And that was the guy that took me down. And um, and he was very proud of it. And he's a very snarky, dude. I tried to talk to him and it was a nightmare talking to him because he was just, he's a dick. He's a bitter little dick. Uh, you know, I mean, your followers probably were going to hate me saying that about him, but he, he was sort of a, a little prick. And No, um,
0: no, they won't hate you for saying that. <laughs> very, very, hate for
1: saying something else.
0: <laughs> no, very, very understanding audience. No, no, no. Very loving Sorry. understanding audience. Cause the audience okay. is a reflection of myself, which is very, uh, centered in one in oneness and love as much as I can be. There are limits to my patience and and wisdom and you know whatever. For but, sure. But yeah, man. Um, but so yeah,
1: that's what happened. Is I got reported by I got reported for spam by some little guy in Boston who was angry at me for breaking the rules. And when I asked him about it, I was like, Hey, man, like this was my whole life. Like I, I, this page was a big part of my life. I was like, and you just deleted it. And I think what he said was, Yeah, well, you broke the rules.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. I was
1: like, okay, thank you, officer.
0: Well, you got to, it's like, I guess that's like losing your job, right? Like being fired. I
1: guess it's more like, what what, what does that feel like? It's more like, no, it's more like you're the captain of a ship and you make your money by fishing on the ship and someone sank your boat. That's what it feels like. Right. Being fired.
0: It feels like somebody
1: sunk my boat. I've had sunk a lot of battleship, he's sunk my battleship.
0: I've had a lot of friends uh, on Instagram over the past, you know, over the course of this year via whether it's election stuff or pandemic stuff, lose their account because of you know politics or coronavirus ultimately. And I even myself, I had mine taken down, I've been super shadow banned this year so. I, I i didn't make any money off my page but it's, it's you know i just i love the clicks and i love the comments i'm addicted to it i admit it but uh yeah. for, so for me to have that taken away even for like five or six days i was like oh no like my identity it was like a big uh reminder to about impermanence and the impermanence of all things and especially something like instagram like uh, a couple of years ago i had this notion of, of like it, getting as much of stuff off instagram as i could because you know instagram is like this little little island inside the internet right it's not even it's, it's not even on the internet it's like its own little thing and if it you know whether it goes down and people using it or it just disappears one day uh, via yeah. via some acquisition or changing its name or getting to a point where it no longer re- resembles what it initially was like it, it's not going to last forever you know you'll die or it or it'll disappear yeah, exactly. at some point so it's always this
1: well a new platform is will inevitably overshadow it
0: for sure. Eventually, or, or, or again, you'll die or something. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, something will yeah. give. Nothing lasts forever. So I guess that was a, a, a huge slap in the face for you then. That must have hurt.
1: Well, I, you know, I definitely felt angry about it and very upset and sad about it. And like you said, you lose your identity. Um, you know, I had a, I had a lot of myself wrapped up in that page. And and money wrapped up in that page. I mean, I was making, you know, I made about forty thousand dollars one year, and I was on track to make about a hundred thousand dollars the next year, um, and um, and it was all yanked out from under me. So yeah, that is devastating. But what I always and I'm not religious at all, but I was brought up religious, so I always use this this Bible metaphor, um, when talking about it, which is that I, have you ever heard the metaphor of building your house on the sand? Yeah. Yeah. So the person who builds their house on the sand, it's kind of like the three little pigs. Um, it's a, it's a shifting. It's not a good foundation. You want to build your house on the rock. And what I did with Instagram is I built my house on the sand. So it was easy to tear down. Um, and that's what happened is, uh, you know, I built my house in the sand and it got torn down. So I, I really, I don't have anyone to blame, but myself, but I don't blame myself either. It's just kind of a thing that happened. You know, it's a, it's a sad thing that happened, but you know, um, did you, ever? I, I recovered.
0: Did, did you ever reach out to Joel's like inside guy?
1: Yeah. I reached out to a couple of inside guys, but no one was able to help me. Uh, I I don't know and you know I don't know what I would do with the page if it got turned back on magically. I mean I wouldn't even know what to post. Well,
0: well that was <laughs> I'm
1: so divorced from it now.
0: Well that was the thing you know I went back and looked today at all the accounts and I said oh he, he, went, he changed it from Dab Moms 2 back to Dab Moms uh, with, a, uh, with a little underscore to, at the end there. But, you uh,
1: know I, I would love to give a shout out to my friend uh, Twisted Pixels. Um, she is one of my really, really good friends and, um, she reserved that username for me, um, and kind of gave it to me as a present and said, Hey, I want you to keep posting on this page. And, uh, it was very sweet of her and she's, she's great. She's a, she's a friend of mine.
0: Well, I saw uh, a great, a, great memer, fellow a lot,
1: Southern memer.
0: It had a lot of followers.
1: Yeah, it did. And you know, the thing is, is once... I really lost the motivation to do it. Um, I I kept trying to come back to it and just could not, still can't manage to post consistently. I'm just not in it. My heart's not in it.
0: Do you still have a bitter taste in your mouth from losing it the first time? Uh, I think that's
1: part of it. I think that a lot of time passed and my life changed a lot. Um, I think I've got my fingers in a lot of different other things now that I'm not so...
0: You're not you're not uh, depressed with a substance abuse problem, sitting around looking at your phone, as much.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, because I think that mental illness is a big part of making memes. I think that most people oh, who yeah. make memes have have mental illness, uh, or if if not mental illness, they have definite like dependency on either the attention or some substance Uh, a lot of times it's people who stay up late at night it's a lot of times people who can't connect with people in real life so they can only connect with people online that was me for a long time um I, i think that it all is wrapped up all wrapped up together um but uh honestly you know the thing is is that the likes they don't they don't mean shit to me anymore Like I used to get, I used to remember the feeling that I would get when I would refresh my page and see those likes roll in and just the giddiness and the happiness that I would feel. And I don't feel that anymore. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it is the, it's the truth. Um, I just don't feel much when I, (laughs) like if I get a lot of likes, I'm like, okay, I just don't care anymore.
0: Well, you know, it does hurt to have that page that was giving you, you know, 10 grand a month, get, you know, kick in the nuts there and lose that. And then, uh, you know, if
1: you're not making, I mean, I hate to say that. I mean, a lot of people will criticize me for saying this, but if you're not making money, I mean, I didn't really care. Uh, And I mean, I I liked making my own stuff. I liked being creative, but at the end of the day, you kind of, there has to be a purpose to doing it. And if it's not making you happy and it's not making you money, then why, (laughs) why? That makes,
0: that makes a lot of sense for where you went, because I, I tried to understand, yeah, I get it, you uh, you lost your account and your moneymaker, and that's kind of depressing, and so who'd want to play on that playground anymore, knowing that the same thing could happen again? But then I thought exactly. about it, but then I also thought, I'm like, well, hey, you know what, you know, some people just don't care about memes as much as I do, because I've been making these memes now for like five years, and I just, I just love it. It's an interesting thing for me. I've met interesting people, and I've learned so many things. I've yet to make a dime on it. Uh, and I'm not trying to make a dime on it. I'm just, this is, this is and, and even like interviewing you I'm, and having some of these conversations and putting them, you know, out there is for me the goal now, because I've met so many people and I'd hate to, uh, you know, uh, so many people I want to still talk to. You're one of them. We've talked a lot actually on our Instagram we lives. Have. You're probably you and Joel, probably the two people I've talked to the most and John, but, uh, John Moore, John's the one I've actually met in real life um but so
1: he came down there i remember that
0: well that's the thing another thing me you and him share is me and you are the only there's only six episodes of it but uh is this your first podcast tonight
1: yeah i've never been on a podcast all right
0: well that's the thing so the other thing you you were you, you were the first episode of the memes in a prius or no memers in a prius drinking kombucha which was, he, yes, he, he was driving around in his Prius <laughs> interviewing people that made memes on uh, Instagram and you were the first episode. And so I was happy uh-huh. to be to the last episode of that, which was really cool. Um, if you can find it on uh, YouTube, it's there, both of us. Actually. I've
1: watched it. I've watched you talk to John in his little
0: Prius. That was fun. We did psychedelics the night before. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. So, okay. So the big reason I actually, as great as Dab Mom was, I really appreciate... And, and you still have this account memes for memers now you were really rolling with that account for a while this is like 2016 2017 memes are really i think at their peak um yeah people, people are making time people are making money off of like fit t like everybody's making money for shout outs and, and like i'm like geez, you guys are getting money for shout outs like wow this is like a crazy economy here but you know it, it was like peak memeing memes for memers was like really growing you reached over hundred thousand people which is bare, i think at one point you, you stopped yep, and then you, you dipped back under, but you're back now, you're strong. But that was like my favorite time was when you were making the memes. Memes for Memers was really like reposting all these other memers because Memes for Memers is kind of like Float Universe. It's, it's your original content, but it's also repost. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of reposts as well. Mm-hmm. How do you-
1: I've I- tried to really shine the light on a lot of smaller pages that were doing good stuff. Um, i was really a memer for the people you know i was like out there scrapping for the little guy like i didn't care how big your page was if you had eight followers and you had a good meta meme i would post it you know i was very
0: exactly that's egalitarian e- it's very psychedelic of you to do that like, it's like, like that's, that's very much the oneness of the universe you can share a guy with a million followers or a guy with 10 followers if the content is good uh who gives a shit ultimately i think uh, and especially if you can sh- shout out to people and make them feel good. Like, I feel like it's my duty sometimes. Yeah. I, f- I find some people that are really talented, but they have like 100 followers, but they've got like five or six super good memes out of like 10. I'm like, holy shit, like this ratio is really good. I'm, I'm going to shout this person out and hopefully they get inspired and so not only do I get to help them out, but I'll, but, in, but in inspiring them, I get more fire content to repost on my page. So it's this uh, –
1: Absolutely.
0: Very, it's very psychedelic it of you. It
1: feeds into itself. It's like an ouroboros.
0: Exactly. So, uh, so the, the truth is uh, there's so many things I've taken from you. So that's the other thing. With memes for memers, I kind of model Float Universe after that. I'm like, I'm going to put a little bit of my content out there. Yeah. And then I'm going to you know shout out the shit that I like. That may or may not have an audience at all, and another thing. Well, that I,
1: and there's another thing that you do that I did, which is you answer your fucking messages.
0: Mm. I was just I, about. That's
1: uh, one. The thing that I always did was I don't care who you are, I'm gonna answer you.
0: That's and, that's and, what I used to exactly do. I copied that yeah. from you. I exactly. I was about to bring that up. I was like, the other thing I do is I will. You know, not only you, you'll answer people. And you'll leave all the stuff out there. And it's usually a lot of times haggling over, like getting an ad or how much does it cost for a shout out, stuff that's very funny that we we as people who are non-memers or have people who don't have 100,000 followers, we want to know what it's like to see what the meme economy looks like. Like, shit, how much how much do you get yeah. to get a, a Fit Tea ad or, you know, for, how much does a dildo ad actually cost? You know what I mean? So
1: You'd be surprised. Sometimes it's 30 bucks
0: so you did did you do dildo ads i can 't remember
1: I did dildo ads, yeah okay. I did well, dildo ads on many pages
0: what are what are they currently i haven 't kept up with it at all, and i don't even think they' would even do this anymore. Are people still paying for shout outs and what, what are they selling on instagram now what what's the economy like
1: Well, you know the big pages have all sort of conglomerated, and you 've got kind of an East India trading company which is uh shithead steve uh doing things media
0: yeah um, john, john's a part of that
1: yes john is a part of that lee middle class fancy he's a part of that um and i mean you see them doing ads with the big boys i mean they're doing ads for um you know Michelob ultra i saw bud light um you know all the dating apps they did tinder for a while um you know, these are big accounts. These are like, these are, you know, millions, five of figures, yeah. five figure, six figure deals that they're doing. I mean, they're, it's no joke. And, and I always wanted to be a part of that, but I lost the page and I was a part of that for a while. I mean, me and uh shit Steve were working on something together and, you know, I've never been a huge fan of him personally, but, um, but you know, I'm, I'm always down to work with people and, and make something happen. Um, But, uh, you know, uh, that's what's going on is these big, big, big companies are trying to get in on memes and he's he's sitting there waiting for them to filter in. I think all the little pages, they're kind of left out in the cold now. Um, But really, I mean, you know, I'm in grad school now for communications. And one thing that we're learning in my classes is don't don't sneeze at the micro influencers. Those people with 5,000 followers, they're going to be the ones making money in the next few years. Um, they're going to be the ones that the companies are looking toward.
0: Why is that? Um,
1: because they're cheap. Um, because, uh, look, okay, think about this. I can pay Kylie Jenner or, you know, you know, insert celebrity here, $100,000 to post an ad for my company. It may work. It may not. Or I could take that same $100,000 and post it on 100 different micro-influencer pages and get a way more diverse uh, pool of followers who are probably more engaged than Kylie Jenner's followers. Um, it's really just a smarter way to spend your ad dollars if you're a
0: company. Uh, that, that totally. Yeah, I totally see that. Um, you say
1: spend the same amount of money, but you 're hitting way more people way more different kinds of people
0: Do you have people now that are still trying to sell uh, you know sell or are you, are you are you trying to make money off of the memes from memer page or any of these pages you're still running? Oh, or? hell
1: no no
0: it 's no. just for fun now
1: I have a good job i 'm <laughs> not trying to do that anymore now i 'm good well you know uh, I, I post I, occasionally and
0: I, I feel uh, like if have you fun just, with it. That's the thing. I feel like if you just, you keep, you you keep, you know, you're in this spot now you've come back after a while of not really being there too often. And it seems like you've Mm -hmm. been pretty consistent lately. I feel if you keep saying fuck it and not caring about what you post and post like nobody's looking at it like you were before, you'll get big again. And uh, you'll have that nice following and not that you need to monetize it, but uh, you know, people, and I feel like you're just one step, you're just one step away from being in that space again.
1: Yeah, I know. And I, I sometimes I feel like I'm I'm still there but um but you know, one thing that I miss is the relevancy and the DMs that I would get and like really feeling like I was in it. And I just feel like I'm still sort of an outsider looking in and I I would love to get inside, but honestly, man, the only way to get inside is I'm gonna have to roast some people because that was what i used to do is memes for memers was a page to roast people and not a lot of people know this but memes for memers was actually uh, a two admin page for a small time when i first started and it was uh, this guy named bad joke ben uh, i don't think i know him yeah well he uh, you know he's okay but he was kind of funny and um and when we started the page together, it was it, the whole point was to roast specific meme pages. Um, and this was actually probably before your time too. But in twenty fifteen, I was part of a page called Meme Roast, and we used to make starter packs for all the meme pages. Mm. And um, and so we did la- the Tank Sinatra starter pack. We did the Tinder versus Reality starter pack. We did you know, we did all these starter packs where we would make fun of those people's content. And, um, and some people liked it and some people hated it. And uh, uh, some people got really mad, which I think is hilarious. Uh, so Memes for Memers kind of came out of that, which was Meme Roast, which was a short-lived page that was roasting memers. And so I kind of wanted to do that on my own a couple of years later. And that's how Memes for Memers started. Um, So I think the best way for me to get back in, like, you know who I would love to roast? (laughs) You know, the funny introvert?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't really feel bad saying this, but his page used to be so good. And now it is just such hot garbage. I would love to roast that dude.
0: I met him. (laughs) Why don't you roast him?
1: I guess i'm I guess I'm a little nervous about it, but uh I shouldn't be I mean who cares well i think I think, like I, I think know, there's I think nuance to it everything like, I, think, who, I think yeah I, it's got to be funny it's
0: there's be funny. There, there's a way to roast somebody be honest about it, but not completely in their world or you know you look like an asshole completely I think there's a way to well, do you know it what
1: I was gonna what I was gonna do is um, all he does now is he doesn't post his own content he just posts tweets right which a lot of people do it's fine. Um, he just posts other people's tweets and every post is like what we used to call a power shout. So ev- if you look at his page, every post is like, Oh my God, this person is the funniest person ever. Oh, this person has the funniest dad memes on Instagram. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. God, this is the funniest page I've ever seen. I'm so glad I'm following this page and just like, every single post it's so obnoxious
0: i know what you mean i used to think that i tell like damn the guy just said it in his last post that you need to follow this guy because this, <laughs> <the>, this guy <laughs> is the really, funniest page he
1: really loves these pages
0: i thought this other guy was the funniest page that you just said in the last post
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so ingenuine and also the whole thing about like you're literally contributing nothing like you're posting other people's tweets and your caption is not even original. Your caption is just doting upon this person that is giving you content. Like, I'd rather you write your own joke in the caption, like a lot of reposters do, and then I'd have a little respect, you know.
0: Well, there's levels to this, as you know, and I'm, you know, I'm thankful for the stands out there that uh, will just straight up just repost and no captioned, and, just, and at least they tag me. Like that's the good karma I have. Of, yeah, the, sure. of being tagged. I mean, it's fine. What's your philosophy? I guess I know your philosophy from watching you on uh, watermarks. You you watermark everything usually, right?
1: Not anymore. I haven't watermarked for years, but um, but I used to. Yeah.
0: See, I'm. Well, I, mean, I, mean, uh, what, I mean, what's your you, thought on you that? You just
1: want to show everybody that. I mean, you want to show everybody that you made it. You know. I mean, I, you want to drive traffic to your page i mean that's the that's whole that's the core
0: it. well that well yeah it's like i made this a and but my main thing is i'd love to be able to put it out there and, and somebody shout me out and give me credit but i, t- I cannot tell you and especially in the past i've been i'm cool about it because the space i'm in spiritually but it's like because i know it's god doing it trying to you know tap me on the shoulder and say does this trigger you but like the other day so i'm not gonna even say who it was reposted one of my memes totally took out the watermark you got 80,000 likes.
1: I hate that. Like, don't take the watermark out. That's just ridiculous.
0: No shout out. It could totally tell with a watermark, you know, because I make it just subtle enough where it, you can't see it unless you're looking for it.
1: If you're good enough at Photoshop to remove the watermark from someone's meme, you should just be making your own shit. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I think about that.
0: What apps do you use to make memes? uh i use pixart
1: which is basically photoshop for an iphone um pixart is a great tool it's free um you know it's got ads on it obviously but uh it's a pretty powerful little app um you know i, I do all my superimposing and my erasing backgrounds and stuff on there but um i also use fonto P H O N T O on the Apple Store. Um, it's a good one for if you just want to add like a subtitle or if you have a picture that you want to put, like, uh, you know, like people saying something or if you want to do one of those label memes. Um, it's got access to like probably 200 fonts and um, it's really easy to use. Um, and I also use Background Eraser. I think it's just called Background now. To take out the background of photos, if I want to, you know, put Donald Trump's head on somebody. Do you use Uh, those? Are the three main ones?
0: Over is a good one too.
1: I used to use over. I used over for a bit. Uh, You know, it it might be better than what I'm using, but I didn't get used to it. You know, there's another app called Superimpose. Um, I know people who use Superimpose and they swear by it, but I never liked it, so I just never used it but pixart and fonto is probably 90% of what i use. and i mean i still use those. i mean the mo- the majority of memes that i make are just for my group chat that i'm in with
0: my friends. are you are you a momus are you, are you are you a momus user?
1: uh yeah i'll use momus occasionally. i'd rather just use twitter though honestly than momus. i mean momus is a cool app. i like it but
0: yeah but you can uh, tell Twitter's- you you can tell when you're using Momus versus Twitter because the Twitter's got the soft edges and the the fonts it's the same font, but it's just a little better on Twitter. it's just it- a
1: little different, yeah, it is, and it's just it's always better on Twitter. I mean Twitter's always been better. I mean once upon a time, Twitter didn't have those rounded edges on the pictures right. I remember when they switched to those rounded edges, all the memers were just like, "Oh no <laughs> Like, no. <laughs>
0: Have you ever My been just got off. You've never been much of an impact font memer. You've just been, I think, just a Twitter uh, Twitter font or a Twitter style, and that's basically all your style has been.
1: Well, there was a period of time on Memes for Memers where I was just posting impact font memes as a joke, not knowing that not two years later impact font memes would make such a comeback. Um They're classic as an ironic thing
0: well they never die well and
1: i would and i would do i would do like like a willy wonka like the tell me more
0: right right you know right. that
1: one that yeah. old, yeah i was doing like those classic old impact font memes and just as a joke just because i knew that it would piss off my followers and just kind of be like really really cringy and so I made a bunch of those for a period. But, I mean, that was just more for me. I mean, it wasn't like I was trying to go
0: retro. <laughs> so today – Retro means. Speaking of retro, today is 1116, th- the night we're recording this. And it's a really crazy day for psychedelics. Like on 1116, 38, Albert Hoffman first synthesizes LSD. And then – Is this the bike ride day? No, no, no. This is no, no, not, not, This is not the uh, the bicycle day. That's the day he spilled it on his, uh, oh. on himself, and then he went for the bike ride. Today is the day he's first yeah. synthesized it in a lab. But also today is Terrence Terrence. Oh, wow.
1: McKenna. well, hey, I'm gonna take a drink to Albert Hoffman.
0: Well, hold on, Dr. 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 Albert Hoffman. Hold on, great, hold, hold, man. Hold your drink. Today okay. is also today. T- <laughs> Eleven sixteen forty six <laughs> is ter- Terrence McKenna was born today. Terrence McKenna's birthday. Are you a Terrence McKenna fan?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely.
0: And then today, also
1: five dried grams in silent darkness.
0: You are okay. Eleven sixteen seventy three. Alan Watts died. So today is like a, a psychedelic day. Uh, wow. So you've got yeah three things: Hoffman doing the LSD synthesis, and then you've got McKenna's birth and Watts' death. So yeah, drink to that. There you go. Cheers.
1: Well, yeah. Here's to uh, here's to acid.
0: Yo, so yeah, that's the thing. So uh, you're one of the first people, maybe ever, uh, because before, when I got on Instagram, and when I was on Tumblr, and all these other things where you'd find memes, very few people were, you very, you'd see very few drug memes about heavy psychedelics, like DMT and LSD. You might see some weed, cocaine, alcohol, but Cause oh, oh, at least the memes I were in, and the, I was in in the beginning were very low vibrational ones. It was like people wanting to hang themselves and shit like that. I kept like one day it was like too many memes of people with the hangman's noose. I'm like, this is, I got to get, get off the phone. But then I reached a yeah, point where totally. I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was starting to attract people who were doing marijuana and psychedelics. And so you were one of those first pages I ever encountered that was like, it was like the Harry Potter guy. That what, what's the guy's name? The actor? And it was like you Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're trip sitting and it was like him with a mannequin of himself. And uh, yeah, it was like one of those first acid memes. And I'm like, oh, damn, this guy. I've never seen that before. And at the time, I had never even done acid. So it was like really inspiring. And so,
1: hey, you want to know a secret? Neither had I. I've still never done acid.
0: You still haven't?
1: No, I just made memes about it. I I didn't I didn't do drugs.
0: So that was what that was what I started to be like. Okay, so I didn't know I didn't know if you had done them or not. But I'm like, wait a minute. I started to realize that uh, a lot of these memes were just like people just, you know, hey, this is their experience, and they're just going to share it uh, in a relatable. I made memes
1: about DMT before I ever did DMT. But then I I made memes about mushrooms before I ever did mushrooms.
0: But yeah, that was the thing. Then I realized there was people like you out there that had never done any of this shit. And they were making all these jokes about shit they'd never done. And I'm like, wait a minute, I've actually done these things. I can actually tell you what it's like in a much better Mm -hmm. way. And so, and I, so Mm -hmm. again, in another way, (laughs) I'm sure you could, (laughs) in your own way, though, you inspired me. So, again, you've inspired me so many ways we've already talked about. But again, uh, I'm like oh shit we can just talk about doing drugs fuck it we don't have to I, you know i i know this yeah, you this
1: don't have to hide behind it it's a free country you've got freedom of speech you can say whatever the fuck you want
0: well it's one thing to say what you want it's another thing to be like you know it's one, it's one thing to hide anonymously on the internet behind like a meme page it's another thing to say okay here i am i'm going to throw my career out the door because i'm going to say i openly do drugs right especially illegal drugs that people half the population yeah. considers you to go crazy on after you know seven or eight times of doing it so, yeah, you definitely inspired me to be more open with my actual experiences because I had this realization that, A, this guy is got like 10 million pages. He's shouting out himself. He's, he's telling the truth. He's a, man, he's a man of the people. He's like answering the fucking scumbag of scumbags questions on, the, on his DMs. And he's like openly posting them. And then he's like talking about experiences he's never even fucking had. I'm like, wait a minute, I can do all this, too. Like, I just needed just, you know, and so what I'm ultimately getting at is, like, from you and all your stuff you were doing, I kind of just took a lot of that and made it my version of it. And then from there, I created my own network of people, I think, who are inspired by me. And now we have all these psychedelic meme pages now. Not to say that I'm the genesis of all that, but in a lot of ways, no, I
1: feel but like, there's so many.
0: I feel like a lot of people I've helped uh, create and, and inspire that I found on my page that had like, 100 followers and now they have maybe even more than me and so that's like an accomplishment yeah. and so that's the thing like you you inspired one person which now i've inspired all these other people and they inspire all these yeah. other people and that's what i tried to, that was the message i tried to tell john too i'm like man like you know like you guys have millions of followers well he does at least at, well at john certain-
1: inspired me john was my inspiration when i started
0: well, there you go. So the link continues. And so that's what's oh, so many things I've learned about going on this journey with the memes and the psychedelics and the people I've met and being honest and putting this content out there. And so that's why I wanted to get you on the podcast. You're like the godfather of all these things in a lot of ways for me. And you've been like this every man. I feel like the thing is too, like I think memes yeah. were started by dudes. Like the, the whole meme culture, not mm-hmm. that everybody can have it. And we're, we're okay with that. A bunch of bros. But a bunch of bros, like, I mean, the first meme page I ever uh, followed ever was Brown Cardigan. And La yep. Meme, do you, remember, do you remember those, La Meme? Do you remember La Meme?
1: Yeah, barely. They had, they, I remember they, Brown Cardigan.
0: Yeah, so that was like the first page I ever knew about that was memes. And so from Me and Hank got in a fight. Did you? I got
1: in a fight with everybody back in the day. So that's crazy. But so hey, I- one thing I wanted to address, though, is um, is all this stuff you're talking about is a very psychedelic thing, which is open the door. You know, you've got to open the door. Like, there's a door in front of you. You've got to open it. And I think that that's what all this is, is, is you saying, like, you having that realization, oh, I can post about my experiences. Oh, I can post about drugs. Like that was a door that was sitting there waiting for you to open it and 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 you did, and like that's an accomplishment, and it's a good thing, and it helped the world like you know I feel like when I in 2015 when I started the meme page, I opened a door and um, and I don't regret opening it
0: you definitely did open a door, and yeah, by you opening that door, you open the door for lots of other people and and then we show those other people it's just chain reaction of illumination and so yeah you're a part of that and that's why i wanted to thank you we're nowhere near done here let's see we're about an hour in no. which is which is pretty good um so let's see i remember i've tried for so long with you and a lot of other beamers to offer you floating you never floated before you 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 had your apprehensions toward it you were going through I a lot
1: of out. i was such a pussy back then
0: It's fine. You know, a lot of people, I I learned a lot by that too, which is like, I had all these potential free floats for people set up and nobody wanted to do it. I'm like, okay, well, you can lead people to the opportunity, but you can't make them jump in that water and, and relax. So It's a bit of a leap of faith. Yeah, it is. But it is, but it's like, damn, dude, it's like, you don't want to just lay in some water and just chill out in the dark. You can even leave the light on. I know, but when you
1: say it like that, it's like, no, a lot of people don't want to do that.
0: It's true, they don't. I see that every day at the float center. Not not every day, but it's uh it's it's amount of giving up control that people aren't willing to do. Yeah. And it's con- it's confrontational. It can be. Hey, I'm
1: I'm willing to do it now, you know. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll set I'm it ready up to
0: go. Now, let me ask you this. Where are you what state are you in now?
1: I'm in a state of pure
0: bliss. Oh, that's a great answer. So, in that state of pure bliss, are you under lockdown or are businesses running as as relatively normal as they can be?
1: Uh, oh, you mean what actual physical state am I in? I'm in Tennessee.
0: Right. Uh, in-
1: uh, no, it's not lockdown. I go to the bar every Friday. I, I wear my mask and
0: stay okay. away from people. And, so I guess the float centers are probably uh, but,
1: Yeah, maybe so. I, I, I've not checked to see, but I mean, I'd be down to go. I mean, I'm not like I, I'm 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 conscious of covid and i try and be safe and you know i've got a daughter to worry about and elderly parents to worry about but um you know i'm still living my life you know i'm i'm going out with a mask and you know hey i'm divorced i'm i'm single i'm ready to mingle
0: (laughs) uh welcome back to the single ready to mingle club oh
1: my god it's a great club to be in
0: yeah it has its ups and downs like the other club as you'll see again as you uh you know shift back into this (laughs) state of it's weird being single in a coronavirus world by the way
1: i know it sucks it really sucks luckily i've been lucky with it where i've met a couple people where it's just very you know i know they're safe they know i'm safe and we've hooked up or whatever and you know, I've, I've, had, I've had some great experiences and I don't feel like I'm being risky with my health. I don't feel like I'm being smart about everything.
0: Let me ask you this. Uh, do, you, do you ever go on a date and drop... Uh, do, you ever, do you ever lead with the meme thing or do you even do you hide that? D- does that ever come up? Like, do you ever even bring that up at this point because you don't make yeah. money?
1: Yeah, I, I bring it up. Um, it's a fun thing to talk about. Also, like, you know, it's not 2015. In 2015, all my friends hated that I made memes. They were like, "What is this idiot doing?" You know, three or four years later, everybody likes memes. Everybody's making their own memes. Uh, it's not a, a taboo thing anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, there there's there's been girls I've gone out with where it doesn't come up on the first date, but it might come up on the second date. You know what I mean? Like where it's just kind of like, "Hey, you know I." Well, because because well my job now is related to social media and it's kind of like well how'd you get into that and it's like well i ran a meme page i'm not ashamed of it like i I mean hey my (laughs) my freaking first and last name are on my meme page i don't care that's true hey i've never cared i've always been very open about who i am and and i think that you know i respect other people's right to privacy especially the women who make memes uh on instagram and stuff but um i've always been an open book you know i don't care that you know that that's who i am like i i want you to know who i am
0: i think i've never
1: i've never been secretive about it
0: i think that's a big part of why i'm attracted to your your style which is the the honesty and the openness and uh yeah that's that's who i am you know take it or leave it this is what it is and uh, that's always been i'm
1: very real and not like a you know, some people say I'm very real, and that just means I'm a dick. Uh, I just mean like I'm I'm very honest. I'm very open. Uh, you know, what you see is what you get.
0: Very true. Very I'm, tr- I don't lie. Well, I you know, it all out there. The thing about lying is this: I I always say that truth is zero point energy. Meaning, when you're lying, and as you lie, and de- and depending on how big you lie, it becomes this. Uh, this giant structure of lies that you have to remember and keep up and maintain whereas if you're always telling the truth to every single person you meet you're not having to remember what you told this person and what the structure of the lie is and how far back the lie goes and so it's a zero point yeah. energy to oh you're always free if you're just telling the truth you're not wearing a mask yeah you're always wearing the same mask for everybody so you're never switching between characters and
1: you're just free. exactly i feel very free but just being like hey i'm um, this is who i am and this is what i do like um i mean i i don't feel like i have to juggle that it's like a spider web right a web of lies um you have to tend to it you have to maintain it you have to know where every point of it is and i don't want to live my life like that
0: i'm not a spider do you have you ever had a stalker from these from these um, accounts from these online accounts,
1: I've had a couple of creepy people, but um, not nothing bad. I'm not a woman.
0: Well, I've had people stalk I've had, women. I've had plenty of stalkers, bro. <laughs> I
1: guess of- you have. Yeah, I, you you have. I know. You, we've <laughs> talked about that before. Um, I, no, I've never had a stalker. I just don't think I have that personality. Uh, I guess I'm not mysterious enough. I don't know what it is, but no, I, I've had some. I've had some people that were, got a little too uh, close, not close, but like tried to get way too close, but no, no I would never say a stalker now.
0: Yeah. H- how did your wife deal with, the, at the time when you were married, how did she deal with the meme fame? Because you, oh, I, I know the thing is, I'm getting tons of she DMs was, um, from all kinds of people. And I, I know you're getting DMs from chicks from time to time, you know. Yeah. You,
1: She didn't really know about that. Uh, I mean, and I never did anything untoward with any of the girls that DM'd me. I mean, it was flirty occasionally, but I mean, never anything like I would consider like cheating or anything like that. I mean, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, my God, I love your page. It's like, oh, thanks. You know, I mean, it's never, I mean, because I was a musician. It's the same thing when you're a musician. I mean, girls are going to come up and talk to you. And be like, oh, I like your band. And you just say, like, oh, thanks a lot. I mean, I was in a committed relationship. I didn't think twice about it.
0: Oh, that's, I know um, you did. I'm just saying, like, she was cool with it, though. Like, cause I know, like, girls can be crunchy. Well, like, you're, you're, you're always having a look at your phone. You know, like, oh, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? But, uh, it, it was but really, you're, you're, I mean, you're talking to some Indian guy about fucking getting an ad on your page. You know what I mean? Like, but Absolutely.
1: They think- <laughs> Nine times out of 10, I was talking to a man from India who was trying to give me some money. Um, Well, she was very supportive for a long time. um, And it was only near the end of the relationship that I realized that she hated that I made memes. She hated it. Mm. Uh, She hated that that was my life. (laughs) It's so funny. I mean, it's uh, it's a bummer, but it's like, oh, I wish you had told me that when I started. So I would have like veered away from it or like we could have rectified this. But uh, she was very supportive for many years, and and I appreciate that. But well, uh, well, that's at the end good. of the day, she didn't like it.
0: Let um, me let me uh, switch gears a little bit here. You know what I miss from your page? I used to love this because I felt like this was like the zeitgeist of the meme community. I miss the meme of the month. Oh yeah, me too. You guys, you know, you would you would have like five it or six. It was me
1: and MC Three's meme dream.
0: Yeah, you'd have like a couple memes. You guys would say, "Okay, these are the hot memes of the month," and we'd all, you know, cast our votes in the comments, and you'd ca- you count them all up, and that was the meme of the yeah. month.
1: That was a lot of work. Like, I bet. Yeah, I I would just... have sheets of paper with tally marks on it, A, B, C, D, uh, and I would count all those tally marks. And, Dude, you uh, should do that yeah, now, that a... You
0: should do that now in the in the messages, though, or in the in the you know in the in the story where you can do like the the vote, you know. You should do like a you, could, you. You could do it that way now. You could vote. In yeah, that.
1: but then I don't get a post with eight hundred comments.
0: Oh, oh, that's true.
1: That's true. That, that <laughs> you get that sweet, sweet engagement.
0: It, it, do you have any meme formats that are your f- absolute favorites, or and like, do you have ones that you despise, like certain memes that you don't like at all? Like, ugh, I don't like that. Like, did that like Dad Boy? Do you like Dad Boy?
1: I like Dad Boy.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, What about, like, um, you know, like... uh, (laughs) Give
1: me some examples. I'm trying to think which ones I absolutely hate.
0: The nut button. Do you remember the nut button?
1: I loved the nut button. Yeah. Oh, the nut button was amazing. So, I don't know if you know this about me, but I had testicular cancer.
0: No, I didn't. Um,
1: Yeah, so I had testicular cancer while I was making memes when I first was kind of getting started. And so, like... They cut one of my balls out, so I only have one ball. Um, which I'm very lucky because I it's a 98% cure rate for testicular, testicular cancer, so like I didn't have to have chemo or anything like that. Like they cut it out, and I we caught it early enough that I was just good. I just had the orchiectomy, which is where they take one of your nuts uh, out of your stomach. It's crazy how they do it, it's nuts. I'll, I, well, it's one nut, I'll tell you about. It. <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. Um, but um, I remember I made a meme with the nut button when it was, and it was like when you get testicular cancer. And instead of nut, it said one nut. Uh. And people got really mad at me because they were like, hey, this is offensive. You shouldn't make fun of cancer.
0: Uh. And I was
1: like, bro, I had cancer. So, like, fuck You're- you. Like, I'll make a meme about whatever I want. I think you had that comment with Tom Green. Yeah, me and Tom Green and Lance Armstrong. Oh, that's right. One, yeah. one nut gang.
0: Cheating Lance Armstrong. Yeah, that's right. He, he had a drug ring. Do you like the. Motherfucker uh, ran a drug ring. Do you like the. Oh, what's the guy? Uh, like, do you like Pepe or do you hate Pepe?
1: I don't hate, I don't hate Pepe, no. I mean, I, I hate that it became this sort of like white supremacist thing. But I love the original Pepe comics, and I also love Pepe memes. Um, I th- think they're fine. I, mean, I think they're great. Uh, you know, it just sucks that it's kind of been
0: well. He he, uh, he took it back by he, white supremacist people. He took it back, though. I, I, I don't know if you watched. He he has a new Matt Fury is the creator. Of Pepe. I would love to see that documentary. It's great. It's I would worth love to watch that. Just go on Amazon and pay the five bucks, bro. It's worth it. Dude, I will,
1: I will totally do that because that's something I would love to watch. I saw well, the trailer for it's
0: it. It's so it good. Amazing. It's so good. It's like the whole story of Pepe, and it's from the creator's mouth oh. himself. And
1: yeah, what a great artist. I mean, and and going really going to task to, for his art and laying down the lawsuits and all that stuff. Like, he's a real icon as far as like. Uh, original artists like like you were talking about me like the everyman like he's totally like that everyman artist
0: do you like the wojacks oh fuck yeah
1: they're amazing oh okay. i love that wojack has made a resurgence and then and it has become so versatile oh they're amazing do you I like mean, the like probably the, the best memes out there like the right Coomer like the, Coom- the wojacks the coomer Wojak, the Coomer, the doomer, the, <laughs> they're all great. And then I love the I love the little guy with the beanie smoking a cigarette. Oh man, cuz that was me. That was totally me. Like that's what's great about all memes is when it like when you're like, "Oh shit, that's me." Yes, and, like I feel like a lot of those Wojaks, I'm like, "Yep, that's me."
0: <laughs> Based versus cringe.
1: <laughs>
0: Based versus cringe.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Sometimes things can be based and cringe.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be
1: a dichotomy.
0: Let's see here. I'm trying to think of some other, th- th- those are some recent ones. I'm trying to think of like uh, some other meme trends from the past years that are like, hmm. Like, is there any meme trends that stick out in your mind that you abs- absolutely hated? Like, a lava on the floor. Did you like lava on oh, the floor?
1: Oh, the floor is lava. The, oh yeah, the yeah, hack.
0: the floor is lava. Uh, pretty hack. Oh, Man, I can't remember, but there's just so many. Um, let me just. Oh, you know,
1: you know, uh, this is this is sort of uh, a lot of people have this opinion, but the ones that are like nobody colon.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real. Like you got nothing to say. You got no talent. You can just put that nobody, and then the picture
1: yes that's one that i have a bit of a problem with because a lot of times it's just like nobody colon and then it's a caption and you could just cut out the nobody and just have the caption and it would be fine
0: exactly, exactly. but you put the
1: nobody in there and it's just hack it's hack do you and like so you're trying to throw a little extra razzle dazzle on something shine shit
0: make it gold do you like it when people put tfw because you know why the reason they go like Instead Nobody of, does that anymore. Well, you know, yeah, because you can put as many characters almost as you want now on Twitter. But the reason was before is you had a limited amount of, you know, character space on Twitter. So you had to, like, use – instead of you, you you put, you know, you instead of Y-O-U. And so, yeah, something like that feel win. So do you do you like stuff like that, like that feel win? Uh, or do you like just spelling it out? Do you like correct punctuation? Do you like it when a meme's all fucked up on purpose? Do you like um, deep-fried memes? Or do you like some just –
1: I like when memes are fucked up on purpose. I like deep pride memes. Yeah, make it as nasty as possible. Yeah,
0: I, I I do too. I feel like that's uh... memes
1: that are polished are shitty memes. I mean, and not to not to come down on either of these people, but like like Adam the Creator and Tank Sinatra, um, those are two guys that I love and I love their memes and they're great. But it's too polished.
0: See, that's memes the are thing. Supposed to
1: be down and dirty and nasty.
0: That's the thing, make a dude. A nasty I... meme. I feel like I totally agree. I feel like sometimes I will go to a page and it is so polished. I'm like, you're trying too hard. This is supposed yeah, to be like that. This me- is supposed me- to be you- just off the cuff, quick, mm-hmm. not think twice about it. Don't edit yourself. Hey, you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. You posted it and it's got a grammatical error. Just leave that shit. Yep. You know, don't go back and fix it. I'm great. I'm guilty though. I, and I know other memes are too. You'll post a meme and it's only getting like five likes and the last one got 500 in the same amount of time. You know you're deleting that shit. You know you're taking that thing down and read Yeah, and-
1: I used to play the delete game a lot. Uh,
0: yeah, are you like so I you never know, I,
1: do, I never delete anything anymore.
0: So now you're like John, John just puts whatever up whenever he feels like putting it up.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't care how many likes it gets. It's uh it's more of self-expression now. I'm not playing the game. I'm just
0: posting. that's, that's why I like where you're at now. You're you're back you're reborn. You, you got. Your... I feel
1: free. I feel very free. Feel fancy free. Uh, so, if I if I may dare, I feel fancy free.
0: What's next for you and memes for memers? And what's next for you in the state of memes?
1: Uh, you know, I'm gonna keep posting. Um, I'm having fun posting. Um, I, you know what I would really love to do is I would love to have a page like dab moms, but not dab moms where I can just post whatever I want. Cause I make a lot of original memes that are just weird, but I I can't post them on memes for memers cause it doesn't fit the theme. Right. And like, I got roasted in the group chat for saying that tonight. Like, um, have you seen the John Jacob Jiggleheimer Schmidt memes? No. Oh well, me and my friends have been making all these John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt memes this week, and I've made a bunch of really good ones. But just for the group chat, and I have nowhere to post them, I would love to have a place to post my John Jacob Jiggleheimer Schmidt memes.
0: Why don't you post just them? Just on... a
1: shitty shit post. Page. Why don't you post them on Dabom? Shitty nasty shit post. Because uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I have an aversion to that Dab Mom's page. Why don't you rename like that Dab Dab moms page? Is not who I am. Well, why don't you rename it? Well, you, know you know who I am? I'm number one party dad.
0: Oh, that's right. I you know forgot that about that page? page. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was me for so long, and that was my identity in a lot of ways. And I feel like that's still my identity, and I, I wouldn't mind changing the name to that.
0: How many followers does that page know. have at now?
1: Uh, I changed it to my... I changed it to something else. (laughs) I shifted it around. I don't even know if I have that username anymore, but I'm sure no one else has taken it.
0: Well, now, aren't you uh, in a band now, too? Yeah,
1: I'm in a band. I'm in a band called The Claw in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're about to release some music, and uh, it's kind of surf punk.
0: Anywhere where we we can hear that? No, (laughs) not yet. (laughs) (laughs)
1: not yet unfortunately but uh but you can find the claw on facebook actually our profile picture is um you know the aliens guy from that meme
0: georgia oh yeah 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 aliens yeah gotcha gotcha yeah history channel
1: our our art is um yeah the history channel guy our art is him but he has like a third eye and he's all zombied out and instead of hands he has like crab claws it's amazing art done by uh, uh brandy carter uh she does amazing, amazing well that's art. actually
0: an amazing segue because my next question was going to be have you ever seen aliens or are ufos or anything
1: no i've not been blessed enough to have seen any ufos ever uh i believe in them i think that there's definitely aliens among us and i think that they've been to earth and uh I think that there's a lot that we've not been told about uFOs and aliens and but i've never seen I've never seen anything i can't explain
0: interesting uh, have you ever so you Except haven't taken for my divorce uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just check it so so you haven't taken <laughs> so you haven't taken acid yet or mushrooms mm.
1: I have taken mushrooms. i have not taken acid. I took mushrooms a couple of times.
0: Oh, yeah? How'd they Um, go?
1: The first time, it just kind of felt like I was high. You know, like I didn't take enough. Um, And I had a weird experience. It was on New Year's Eve. And uh, I mean, I had fun, but it wasn't something I would call like a spiritual psychedelic experience. It was more like, I'm high. You know, like I felt like I just smoked a bunch of weed. Um, the second time was a little different. Um, I, uh, I came back to my house from being, uh, away for a while and I was alone and, um, uh, I'll tell you about it if you don't mind hearing about it. Love to. Um, and I, I took some mushrooms with me, probably a gram or two, no more than two grams. Um, just, just some raw ass dried mushrooms. And, um, and so I just started nibbling on them. <laughs> and uh, I took, I took a couple caps and chewed them up. I didn't even like cook them in anything. I just, I just chewed that shit up. I was like, I don't care if this taste. Man. I just washed it down with some Miller Lite. <laughs> but what I wanted to do is I wanted to have a spiritual experience. I wanted to listen to some music, take a walk around the block and really try and experience the trip. And so I ended up eating the whole bag, probably two grams, no more than that. And um, and I felt my stomach starting to get unsettled. And I was like, all right, here it comes. And uh, so I actually put on David Bowie on my headphones, which I had never really listened to David Bowie, like gone on a deep dive. Just put like the greatest hits on and was just listening to let's dance. Oh, you yeah. Know, and like yeah. all that shit. Oh, cause I, I, cause I just thought it was a very like mushroomy thing to listen to. For sure. Um, and for it sure. was drizzly outside and I just got my umbrella out and I went for a walk around the neighborhood and, you know, halfway down the street, I started to get all giggly and like giddy and happy and excited and, uh, I could feel it kicking in and, um, I went on this little trail for a little while, and I was just like hopping over logs, and just I was just getting high as shit, you know, just feeling like really cool and fun and happy, and um, and I started going for this big walk, and um, started having all these realizations, and um, you know how it is, and uh, I had these realizations that some very specific things that I took from it were I need to stop feeling shame. You know, it was the first time in my life where something had told me like, you feel shame way too much and you need to stop feeling shame because really you have nothing to be ashamed of. You're you and nothing can change that. And uh, you make good decisions and you make bad decisions. But at the end of the day, you can't be ashamed of who you are. You have to be proud of who you are. You have to, if not proud, you have to accept who you are. And I was you know, having these realizations and I was walking down the street and I saw other people walking down the street too. And one thing about me that you probably know is when I see somebody else, I'm like, look at this asshole rather than, well, that's another human being that suffering their life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, doing things like happy or sad, they're Uh, they're a part of me they're another being they're a creature and so I sort of had this realization that other people are not the enemy you know they're not to be judged and and I sort of like let go of shame let go of judgment and kind of realized that hate is sort of a product of fear and and that everything comes from fear So anyway, so I was having all these realizations and I was like really, really enjoying it and like really feeling like positive and spry. And so I walk back to my house and go inside my house and I sit in this little chair that's in my bedroom and uh, and I start peeking like hardcore. Like I can't keep my eyes open. I start seeing shit. And uh, I'm an atheist and uh, I saw a god. I saw a creature that did not come from my brain, um, and it was a big voluptuous woman. And I have since learned that other people have seen this woman too. <laughs> what color and, uh, was she? She was black. I mean, she was like a black woman. Um, That's at the least mother. In my That's
0: eyes. The mother. That's Collie.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've since learned that. But at the time, I was just sort of experiencing this. And there was sort of this huge woman who was floating on her back through like outer space, basically, she was just floating through space. And she was trying to talk to me. And I couldn't quite understand what she was saying. Uh, I'm sort of uh, hate to admit, I wanted to really understand what she was saying, but I couldn't. And I was listening really intently to what she was saying, but it was almost like a song. It was something that was not meant for my ears. Uh, I wasn't ready for it. Maybe next time I do mushrooms, she'll come to me again and and I'll understand what she was saying. But at that point I couldn't accept it. I couldn't uh, fathom it. And so then I like went into my office and got up my guitar and wrote a song and laid on my back and played guitar and, And then I sat up and I snapped out of it. I know a lot of people don't have this experience with mushrooms, but I had this experience with mushrooms where I peaked and then I snapped out of it and I was completely sober. Um, And I called my daughter who was with her mom and talked to her for a little bit. And then I watched it too. And it was great.
0: Nice. How long ago was that?
1: That was this summer, uh, July, uh, early July, late June, somewhere in there.
0: Very good, very good. I guess that's. Uh, I guess that's been part of your healing journey then, because I noticed, yeah, this past mm-hmm. year, you've mm-hmm. had a, a lot of shifting going on in your personal life.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not afraid to talk about it. I mean, I don't want to go into too many details, but I got divorced, which was really hard for me. Um, but as a result, I got on medication, uh, antidepressants and uh, mood stabilizer, which completely changed my life. And, um, I am a happy motherfucker now. I mean, I am living life to the fullest. Now I'm so happy to be divorced. Um, I've got a beautiful house. I've got an amazing job. Um, I've got a beautiful daughter and, uh, an amazing dog and, I'm, um, you know, just dating and having really fun a lot of fun like dating people and being casual and playing music and playing video games and doing grad school and i'm just i'm living i'm living large now man i mean and and this is one thing that i wanted to say to you earlier like you were talking about how much that i inspired you but but really man for For a while there in the past couple of years, you have kind of been a spiritual guide to me um, and have always been there to help me. And you've seen me at some really dark times when I was like really struggling. And and I'm happy to report to you today that I am not that person anymore and that I have become a very happy-go-lucky, fulfilled person. And I love where I am right now wouldn't
0: trade uh, it for the world That's uh, thank you by the way for the kind words that's so fantastic to hear that because uh, yeah there were some times there where i i think i did genuinely worry that you know you know like some other people we lost over the past year that maybe you know you might go down like that addy s- yeah you know andy yeah i don't want to i don't want to name names but uh oh sorry i i shouldn't have oh to, no um, well you know yeah, well I mean, the these is, are people close to me Oh, I know. But it, people close it,
1: to me that that have died this past year—I mean, it's horrible. It it hurts me so much.
0: Well, that's the thing to too think you, about them. I, I think about so many people like that that were on. Maybe this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Coronavirus, the lockdown. Yep. The whatever, lockdown. Whatever internal thing they had going that uh just exasperated it, made it just worse,
1: amplified. absolutely.
0: Yeah. So that's been my biggest thing, and and now you know. I know the world is thinking we're going to go into a Biden administration. I'm not going to give up on my QAnon stuff until the actual inauguration. Now, you may not know this, but the people that follow this account and uh, listening to this podcast, a lot of them are big time QAnon and Trump supporters. Uh, I know the last time we talked about this was I think it was pre-election and we didn't know which way it was going to go. we expected a Trump landslide. And if you believe the the cheating, then that's still possible. If you believe what the mainstream media is telling you, then it's the opposite that Biden's won in a landslide himself. So I know that you were probably on the side of Biden last time we talked. I'm sure that's probably still where you are um congratulations on your i wouldn't
1: uh, say i'm on biden's side i'm (laughs) a leftist so i don't really care about joe biden but i'm glad that donald trump didn't win
0: well he well that's the thing joe biden's not even a leftist right he's an authoritarian uh, just as much as i
1: know that's what i'm saying he's just another corporate democrat i don't really care about him. so let me ask you Um, this
0: what i find interesting about your opinion is not so much as uh, you know donald trump or joe biden one thing that i noticed when i got into memes years ago and maybe it was just the side I fell into with psychedelics and, you know, that side of at least trying to be empathetic, which is a lot more left than right people, it seems. I fell into this pit of, you know, like, communism and, uh, you know, all these things that I wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise had I had not been in the realm of memes. So were you, yeah. all these things, were you like a socialist, communist uh, person before you got into memes? Or did, do you think memes in a way, maybe radicalized you a little bit?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of the people that I met through Meme World definitely helped radicalize me and expose – well, not radicalize me because I'm not radicalized. You're not.
0: You're not. I'm just. I'm to, joking, but yeah.
1: Well, no. I mean, I mean, that does happen. And, and, I mean, it did happen to an extent with me is that I was exposed to uh, a lot of leftist thought and realized that I agreed with a lot of it. And um, I don't agree with all of it, but uh, I definitely agree with um, a lot of leftist thinking. And, um, and I would say with confidence now, like before, before I got into memes, I was a Democrat. And now I would never describe myself as a Democrat because I think that the Democrats are a bunch of ineffectual right-wing assholes. Um,
0: they're not left if enough were for you.
1: me. We'd go. We would go further
0: left. Yeah, absolutely. Are you? Are um, you? I mean, are you? Are you? Ann I was prim? more of
1: a Bernie Sanders
0: guy. Yeah.
1: Wait. What did you say?
0: Are you an prem
1: What's what's an I, th- I don't <laughs> know what that is.
0: <laughs> I think that is. Oh, what's the word? Oh, I can't like think of a, Anarcho- anarcho primitive. Yeah. Uh,
1: like, no, like, I'm just a leftist. I'm. I'm sort of a Marxist where. I, I see capitalism as a path to socialism, um, you know, where I, I see where, you, you know, what, one thing that they always say about communism is like, oh, all these people starve to death, but they never count up the people who starved to death because of capitalism.
0: Well, here's the thing, uh, you know,
1: like, who knows how many people that
0: is? Where, where is a, a functioning communist country that you want to live in right now? Or, or in history, like, can you name one that you'd want to go back and live in or currently live in now? Because I can't think about I thought about this last time we talked. I'm like, would I really want to live in a communist country? The ones that are calling themselves communists? No,
1: communist? but, but, but I'm, I'm not a communist. You're, mean, you're a
0: communist he, on paper.
1: I guess so. I, I, I really, what I believe in is... Um, is that there should be, like, if, if we're going to have governments, they should serve the people and they should serve as a social safety net and that we can, with the technology that we have now and with the resources that we have now, we can lift up every person in our society to where no one is living in i think some poverty
0: i think you're like me in a lot of ways i think there's a lot of people that are don't fall in any of these categories or they're a mix of all four of these categories and they can't be really put in one they're not quite centrist either they want they want love they have hope but here's the thing they're not psychopaths you're not a psychopath but the thing is a lot of these leftists. well you
1: know when when everybody on my timeline is like let's kill all the police i'm like whoa guys How about let's not call for the murder of anybody?
0: Right, that's what I mean. Though that's
1: where I you're not you're not a
0: you're not a radical
1: leftist. Yeah, that's where I divert from the leftists a lot. Is like I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want a major revolution. What I want is just good change to, to a more left wing path. Where you know, if you're a poor black mother, you can go get your kids flu shots and healthcare and stuff like that. It doesn't cost you anything. You know, I'm more of a common sense left wing person, but I don't agree with the Democrats because I feel like the Democrats just perpetuate
0: exactly what the right wing
1: people perpetuate.
0: It sounds like me. You're either a centrist that leans left slightly, or you're a very left leaning off the map leftist almost. And I don't think you're that because that's radicalism
1: no i'm I'm very left uh, i am i'm not a centrist um, but but i don't believe in a lot of the things that leftists believe in i don't believe in revolution and i don't believe in killing all the police and all that bullshit i I just believe in I want a better society for everybody and I think that the left wing path is a better way to get it than the right wing path
0: Interesting. and I,
1: I feel like the right wing path is just plagued with corporate interests and well that's what i that, that that's you know, what i find bullshit. interesting about
0: the, but that's what i find interesting about the left is it's all corporate stuff too it's like everything's blm everything is uh you know like it it's like well the, and
1: all the left-wing people fail to realize that blm is an organization that's just funneling money money into the democrats
0: that and uh you know it's, it's a corporate interest and uh
1: you know it, yeah but there's there's blm the organization and there's blm the movement which are two different things you know
0: true and as
1: far as the organization goes like like i like i i would say black lives matter in all honesty but i would never give money to black lives matter the organization
0: right I, i support black people but i don't support black lives matter
1: yeah i i support black lives matter as a movement but not as the actual like organization because yeah it's just funneling money into the democrats it's just another corporate entity i mean yeah corporate politics i think like like honestly like i know it sounds cliche but like i take i take cues from bernie sanders i mean i think he has a good uh good message about corporate interests and fighting the mainstream and uh doing actual leftist policies that aren't radical they're common sense like free healthcare free college i mean people like to think that it's ridiculous but you know how much Fucking money is floating around in the United States of America that's being spent on bullshit uh black water and like like these paramilitary organizations and
0: oh, well, in, like
1: corrupt interests.
0: Well you got trillions of dollars going into programs that you don't even know about, you know. Uh you exactly. know, secretly it's secret space it's programs. Dark that, money. Yeah. Yeah so you know I, it's,
1: and i hate that about our government and i would love for our money to go to the people like i like it's like we've talked about i'm kind of a man of the people like i believe in the people like the middle class and the lower class working class like well, those I, people I, need to be lifted up
0: well i know a, a, a lot of leftists you. don't think this uh, but trump is for the people and as much as people want to think he's for corporate interests, he is for the people yeah, because right. i know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna argue about it but The thing is this is why i support trump is he's the only one that has given any hope to exposing and rooting out the deep state and that's a conversation for another time because that's a whole long thing there but the corporate media the legacy media um the the big the all these big banks uh the western central banking system all these leftists prop up and support all these things that are actually against their leftist interests which is what i find funny like they'll support all these things that are actually uh, you know what these well pro- there's a big difference between democrats and leftists that's true too but a lot of them to, they send it because i feel them.
1: like what you're talking about is more like democrats than really far left people far left people don't support that shit
0: well that's true i uh, what i find uh at least reassuring about some of these far left people that that are still protesting uh i forget who it was but they were protesting somebody recently and the guy went outside of his house and he's like look i have a biden sign i have a biden sign i'm i am do don't, don't protest my don't do it here you know what i mean so it's not like at least they're staying true to their ideology which is you know fuck biden too because he's just more of the same so i can yeah ob-
1: i mean i think well i think once biden gets inaugurated uh we should go protest
0: the shit out of biden well, that's the ones that are still protesting. Say, hey,
1: take care of climate change. Take care of, of of the fucking horrible foreign policies that we have. Like, stop this these corporate wars.
0: Hey, well, here's what I will say. That's what I believe in. Well, well, the thing is, Trump is bringing peace to the Middle East. He's got four Nobel Peace Prize nominations in the past year, which is incredible. And so what has been interesting to me is, okay, the Great Awakening's I happening. I
1: can't believe you like that guy. The great.
0: great. hey listen i've been it's been a slow burn over the past four years watching what the media has done and and straight up lying most of the time but what i'm what i'm getting at is this the great awakening is happening whether trump continues for another four years or biden gets in my theory of is if, if biden gets in the great awakening is only going to come faster because you know he's going to put he's going to try to put us back in lockdowns it's not even him he's a puppet of the chinese which is a part of the deep state which their goal is to shut down the world economy enrich the richer, the richest people, the billionaires, the Bezos, the the Musks, the people who are captains of industry. While you shut down Main Street USA, you enrich Wall Street. And the thing is, the central banking system globally needs an event to shut down so they can reset their system. They were going to do that with war. They didn't get Hillary in 2016. They couldn't get their war. So that's why they've had to use the coronavirus as a worldwide lockdown to uh, not only get Trump out of the office via this coronavirus uh, mail-ins, uh, you know, fraud, but also, you know, making the economy supposedly look so bad that, you know, we're just going to blame it on Trump. So this whole, this this whole globalist- I think co-
1: there are 4 million fake votes?
0: Oh, more than that. I mean, if you look at the algorithm at the way that these, these, these things were posting over the night, they've got, the thing is this, if you don't know anything about Q, I'm almost going to be wasting my time. But for the people that have been following Q, this is part of the Q plan that Trump was going to lose and that they were going to expose how rigged the system was that not only these systems were used in the United States, but these are the systems that were used in uh, to get like Chavez um, and all these corrupt dictators in these other countries, they were using the same systems, uh, that, which would rig these elections to the, you know, the, the party of choice, which was in this case, these Democrat states, they were all running these uh, same systems, it's going to come out. And again, I, I've said it before in my previous podcast, if I'm wrong. If Biden's, uh, if he gets inaugurated in January, I will totally uh, step out of the Q movement because at that point, what Q has said does not come true. Now, here's the thing. The media is never going to report on Q in the way I'm talking about it. It's going to just... I'm going to hold you to that. What's that? I'm going to hold you to that. Oh, no, I'm holding myself to it for sure. I mean, I've, I've, I've been well, very... Well, you
1: know, I mean, I mean, uh, I know that you really drank the Kool-Aid on the Q QAnon stuff, but... You got to know that it sounds fucking ridiculous.
0: Well, that's why I really, listen, my last podcast I did solo, I explained all these things that they had, again, this has been a sting operation for the past two years. These elections were actually secured. They wanted to, it's like this, you got to have somebody come in the store and steal and then walk out of the store with it. You can't just say, hey, you're going to steal before they actually commit the crime. You can't do a minority report on them. You know, we're not there yet. But So they actually have to prove that they've tried to steal the election before you can actually take action on them. So, listen.
1: Well, I, I, would, I would encourage you to apply Occam's razor to all these issues that you're talking about. What is the most obvious explanation for all these things?
0: Well, when you look at the, the way the voting changed at 3 o'clock in the morning, the most obvious conclusion there is there's fraud. I'm talking about these states where you got drops at, Three o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning you see a hundred thousand votes and not a single one of them is for trump
1: have you never thought that maybe donald trump is a severely unlikable figure who has dropped the ball at every turn for the past have, four years
0: i have considered that i definitely considered that uh, but i've also looked at a lot of people over the past four years that have come into the trump side that were never trumpers and you look at the rallies you look at okay how- well
1: that's anecdotal it was completely anecdotal
0: you look at the but you look at the rallies versus you know over the past couple of months uh, with Trump versus Biden you look at Biden didn't even say yeah up.
1: that's because that's because the left wing people are not going to rallies because there's a pandemic and they think it's ridiculous to go to a rally but Donald keeps putting them on because he knows that all of his followers will show up to a rally.
0: Right, and, um, there's, Because they argue, don't
1: believe in coronavirus.
0: There's totally an argument there. But, but the optics are big. You know, it's like I went to one of the rallies. I couldn't believe it. It was like I could not believe how many people showed up. Got inconvenienced by that because it took us hours to get out of there. And uh, just to see him for, you know, an hour, it was crazy. But uh, so the, the thirst is real, you know. And, I, again, I've totally considered hey, that.
1: Why do you like this guy? That's what I want to know. Because I mean, I've,
0: know his whole life story. Yeah, the is thing so is. abysmal. It, well the thing is if you he's actually a nightmare do, person if you do some of the research on him you realize that a lot of these things aren't even true that he's actually not all the oh, listen the media you you, you got to understand why the media has been out to get him since day one if the deep state is real which it is they control the media it has been their job but there since, are
1: certain facts that you can't ignore like the things that he says that come out of his mouth
0: oh i'm not i'm not i'm not saying he's this uh, great person of uh, eloquence and, uh, you know, like he's going to make everybody happy in terms of what he, people think a president should be. Yeah, but
1: you act like he's actually trying to do the right thing and he's not just some scumbag billionaire fraudster who's ripped people off his entire life.
0: I'm not saying, listen, not even... <sighs> again, I don't have all the stuff in front of me to, to defend the guy, and I'm not here to defend Trump. What I'm defending is the movement that he's a part of, which is, it's not just in America, but it's globally, you've got an awakening of these countries that are waking up to their central banking systems, to their, um, their militaries, to their, you know, their media, that they've been lied to, and it's been, you know, the population's waking up. So again, whether it's Trump or Biden that's in the seat in, in the next few months, Listen, I'll totally give up the Q thing if Q is proven wrong. With, but the thing is, the, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is this.
1: But don't you think that some of the things that Q says are so nebulous and incomprehensible that they can be interpreted any possible way that you want to interpret them?
0: they can but there's this is because
1: this is, i'm i'm just imagining biden becomes president and then you're saying well yeah q actually wanted biden to come, become
0: president no 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 here's where it ends for me self fulfilling prophecy no, no 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 here's where it ends this is why this is so important that i say this i've said it a million times and people understand nowhere what i'm already about to say q has built this whole thing up for the past 4 years now which was you got to get you got to expose this stuff you've got to show people the truth and then the people can decide right what where they want to go with their country and the world. And so this has been the slow burn the, all these drips over the past four years of showing these things and people who know how to watch it. People who are not completely brainwashed by the mainstream media have seen these, a lot of these things come true now. The end game for this, and he's talked about it, is to lose the election and expose these people. Now, if they don't expose these people, and if Biden is re- is uh, inaugurated, that means that everything that Q has built up to at that point has been false and wrong. And, that, and that's the point where I exit because, you know what? This was the buildup. This was where it was all supposed to happen. Because if Trump's not reelected, here's the thing. A lot of these mass arrests that have been planned, that have been a part of the plan, that have been on the back burner for God knows how long now. All these sealed indictments they've had for four years. Yep. All these yeah, things, I've right? Heard about them, right? So all these things, it hinges on Trump being in the seat of that presidency. So if he's not elected, uh, if he's not confirmed as the president going into the next term, if he's not reelected, if it's Biden, listen, I, I'm living here. I'm not going to go to anywhere else. I'm. I don't. I'm not happy that a deep state person is in the presidency. But at the end of the day, Trump is not my God. Biden is obviously not my God. I trust the universe. I trust the great awakening. And if it takes Joe Biden to keep waking up humanity, I trust the plan of the universe. So I'm always willing to give up my positionality when I find the truth. If I've been fed a lie and I finally get shown something that's truthful and I can act on it, I will. So this is the big buildup for me which is, is this going to be exposed? Is the fraud going to be exposed or not? And if it is, then I will be vindicated. I will be absolutely vindicated here in the next two months or I will have gone down as an idiot who has spent the past six months going down rabbit holes full of uh, half-truths and bullshit. And I will gladly wear that egg on my face I don't care at this point. I'm that free in terms of like, you know, I'm smoking weed, living at a float center all day long. What, you know, Well, what, I
1: mean, that's great, but you have a following that you're beholden to. I mean, you can't be spreading those lies. And well, it's not a lie. Shit.
0: No, it's not a lie. They followed me and they've been well, on you're this, willing they, to admit, that, they, you're willing been to
1: admit a, that it's possibly a lie.
0: They Well, no, they've been on this journey with me, which is we want to discover if this is the truth or not. And, and up to this point, the people that have followed Q... We haven't been let down. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, people say that this is the end of the Q movement. It it, it very well may be in January if there are not um, If if – got to remember, Bush versus Gore. If all the pedophiles aren't taken down. Well, that's going to take Trump being reelected. That's why this re-election is so important, so he can implement all these you other things. You don't
1: think that maybe Donald is also a pedophile?
0: I've floated this theory out there before in my other podcast, which is – Maybe he was the first one that he, that they busted, and he was the one to you know maybe you know flip first, or maybe he was deep cover for years and not a pedophile, or that maybe that is
1: ridiculous.
0: Well, I, listen, I I've I've uh, seen a lot of ridiculous theories, and uh, he is not flipped on shit. But here's the thing, though: you don't, as much as you think I'm wrong, I'm open to the fact that I may be wrong. Are you open to the fact that you may be wrong? Is really the question.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm open to the fact that I might be wrong, but I think that the chances of you being right are slim to none.
0: Well, it's easy to say that when you have every single supposedly legitimate channel saying that not only is he the, the president. I'll go but-
1: back to Occam's razor, man. Apply Occam's razor to the situation. It does not look like. Trump is some hero of the people trying to expose a pedophile ring. It looks more like he's just another pedophile, billionaire, fake ass, fraud, piece of shit who somehow bumbled his way into the White House.
0: Well, see, that's the people who have been on the mainstream media narrative. And that's usually what I get from people who have just done that amount of research. And, you know, most people just are so busy with hey, that. I
1: know about his whole life, I know his entire life story.
0: I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the Q movement.
1: Sure, but that doesn't really change who who Donald is as a person. Like, I don't think he's some hero.
0: I'm not saying he's a hero. I'm saying he's part of a movement that... But isn't that the whole Q
1: movement is that Donald is exposing the deep state and the pedophile rings and he's going to just like... Yeah, like you said, put everybody behind bars. Like I doubt that very much. He's gonna try and save his own skin and throw anybody under the bus that he needs to, to do that. Because that's what he always does. That's what he's done since day one.
0: Well, we'll have to find out and see. And again, I'm willing to concede I'm wrong, but it's, I'm not wrong yet. It's not, uh, it's not over till it's over. And it's not be, being full of cope and hope here. This is Q's, this is literally what Q has worked up to, and this is the plan. So this is the plan in action. And if the plan doesn't go uh, like they said it would, then I'll say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm done with Q. I wasn't wrong about Q, but now I am wrong with Q, and now I'll let you go. But uh, I'm not not a a huge political person. I, I, I hate it actually that my love of conspiracies over the past few years has sucked me into this thing. Um, but it's got me hook, line, and sinker for sure. I hate
1: it too. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks watching you go on this road, man. I'll be honest with
0: you. Oh, oh, trust me. That's the that's the journey of self. I think too. Sometimes is, you know, you want to express yourself about things you may feel to be true, and in the in the course of doing that, you may lose friends. You may have people that judge you as uh, not like minded or crazy or evil or stupid because you believe differently than them but you feel like this is yeah. such an important thing you want to express to people you know and so you, you, you say okay well if i'm wrong i'm wrong here so well i, 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 I hate you it i hate it, it, it too
1: willing to admit if you're
0: wrong I, I hate it too that uh i say something about something no matter what it is, sometimes, and you know, people are going to just have an opinion. But for me, all I have to do is stay in that space of love, and usually, I don't feel too many repercussions of putting this information out there because it's not coming from a place of like you need to believe it or I'm judging you because you don't believe it. It's just like, hey, man, this is what I've experienced, this is what I've seen, this is what I think, and I'm gonna put it out there for you. If you like it, if you don't like it, that's cool. Don't listen to it, um, but. You know, hey.
1: Well, I'm happy to talk to you about it. And you know, I'm going to push back on you, so that's why oh, we're talking.
0: I've had some really hard pushback on this stuff, and I, like I said, I've yeah. lost friends, not by my choosing, but uh, you know, it's uh, I I w- I think coronavirus uh, and sitting here for the past year, and I haven't been locked up like a lot of people have, but there was a, p- a point in the beginnings. First two months, where I just think a lot of people, like it, cracked them open to the next level of insanity.
1: Yeah, well, everybody went a little crazy there.
0: I think, and it unlocked in me like all this latent conspiracy theory stuff that I had inside of me for like twenty years of like being a researcher and following this stuff and being a big like conspiracy theory fan. And so, QAnon is the mother of all conspiracy theories. Of like, you know, like it's going to address them all, and it's going to. Uh, attack and and answer all these conspiracies, secret space program, um, international banking clans, um, coronavirus, lockdowns, uh, lizard people. We got all the answers, you know? So that's what 2020 has been about for me, which is dealing with people who are just awakening to this information for the first time. You know what I mean? Whereas I've kind of been privy to a lot of these things for a long time. Most people are like- Like
1: motherfucking lizard people.
0: Well, you know, privy to the knowledge of lizard people, right? I may, I, I may have not have seen one personally, but I have actually had plenty of people in my real life that have encountered that. And so I'm not saying that they have or haven't, but uh, I don't, you know, discount people's personal experiences. No, nope, but mm-hmm. I, I, I truly believe that on a frequency scale that, uh, you know, there's higher entities like angels that exist on a higher scale of frequency and then there's some somewhere in the middle are people and other animals and entities and then obviously on the lower end of the scale you've got demonic things and lizard people low vibrational entities right so it's like a scale and we're somewhere in the middle as humans and we can resonate high or low sometimes but that's been my personal experience and i
1: your followers call me low vibration because i was drinking a beer
0: yeah well in general and it's not a. Ju- it's not a. Lots of people drink beer, but it's not a judgment on you. It's just.
1: It felt like it.
0: <laughs> that's your own personal judgment taking that way, because the,
1: the <laughs> thing like, about this low vibration lefty drinking a beer, I was no. like, I'm just drinking a beer.
0: The thing about it beer, was a good beer. <laughs> it is. It will lower yeah. your vibration. It's really good at social lubrication as well, but. Uh, if you if you wanna, uh... hey,
1: my friend worked at a bar. They released a new beer. I went and tried it.
0: That was the one thing I liked about <laughs> to me. You. That's the extent of it. <laughs> Your Instagram lives were always you just vibing with a beer.
1: Oh, I was always so drunk. I was used to be a drunk motherfucker. I'm I'm much more even keeled now. I'll have a couple drinks, but I won't get I won't get fucked up. Not like I used to.
0: Well, I'm glad we survived the political gauntlet there without uh, stepping on a landmine.
1: Uh, no, I mean I'm cool. You know, I'm. I don't. I don't believe any of that shit. And I think it's ridiculous that you believe it, but I'm not. Gonna, I'm not about to
0: rail you for it. Uh, you know. Do you think you aliens exist? You want. Do you think aliens exist?
1: Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. So why can't? So why can't exist? lizard
0: people exist?
1: <laughs> I guess they could. But I don't think that the lizard people made the pyramids. I think mm. that is
0: offensive to the slaves. You don't think that? <laughs> you, so you think you think humans built the pyramids?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Interesting. I do. Well, I definitely. think that we don't give. I don't. I think we don't give ancient people enough credit.
0: Well, that's the thing. Okay, so maybe this. That maybe it's this then. Maybe it was ancient people with. Uh, sophisticated technology.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, look at look not, at not, ancient not, Rome and ancient Greece.
0: What I'm saying is not they sticks had and stones. They sophisticated
1: technology that was lost uh, for hundreds of years. Well, I'm I talk- mean, look at look at the Middle Ages. I mean, that was a time of uh, we forgot everything we knew. Look at the war and famine and plague that like ravaged the earth and how much knowledge that destroyed look at uh, genghis khan and how he threw all the ancient texts of um baghdad into uh into the river i mean knowledge has been destroyed and regained many times over i mean i i just think we don't really know what kind of technology they had access to back then
0: and it's really fun to think sometimes about uh ancient egypt and they've got technology way more sophisticated than we have right now way more you know stuff like that like ten thousand years old atlantis stuff like that I, I i think sometimes there's realities that we've shifted so far away from we've mandela affected so far away from that like there are realities where dragons actually existed we just have shifted so far away from that we've deviated from that reality so far
1: yeah well it's on all the maps right here be dragons
0: there you go are you a flat earther No, 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 flat (laughs) earther.
1: What about our conversation has led you to believe that I might be a flat
0: earther? I was just trying to get a good response, and I got it. Oh, my God. uh... (laughs) I mean, Instagram's full of flat earthers, bro.
1: That's great. I wish them all the best. I wish all the flat earthers around the globe a great good night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty convincing evidence out there, man. No, there's not. It's called the Bible, bro. Most most
1: flat earthers have disproved themselves.
0: Ah, I wanna I wanna believe it so bad. Well, it's not true. I I know Bashar said one time that it's not true. He channeled it.
1: Don't you think that maybe you could apply the same logic to QAnon, but you really want it to be true?
0: Oh, I think about that all the time. But then again, these things actually start to come true. You know what I mean? Like with General Flynn, with uh, the fucking MyPillow guy. Let's see. What else? Uh, what other Q? Que- oh, my <laughs> my pillow guy. Yeah, you could type. Uh, you can t- you go to Who my knew
1: P- he could be such a player?
0: MyPillow.com. You type in Q, you get a huge discount. On the MyPillow stuff but uh i wouldn't call that the evidence but uh yeah i'll take it there you go there you go there you go jfk jr he's coming back baby with michael jackson and princess diana can't wait for that world tour oh yeah baby we save all the best for last i'll put that tupac
1: hologram on there too and it'll be a great show
0: oh yeah did you see that uh yeah kanye gave uh kim kardashian uh, a hologram of her late father for her birthday the other day did you see that like a Star Wars no, I didn't. like a Star Wars hologram of like her like her late father Robert Kardashian. That's crazy. Yeah. Are you a Elon Musk enjoyer?
1: Uh I mean I could give less of a fuck about Elon Musk honestly. I mean yeah, SpaceX is cool.
0: Do you have any hero worship? Do you have anybody that's like that's the man or that's the woman for you? Any heroes?
1: No, not really. I don't really do that. You know, like I take people for who they are. I take the good with the bad. So there's nobody I put on a pedestal like that. No. Try not to. I I don't think it's good to. Well,
0: that's good. Like there's no like celebrity or or famous person, dead or alive, you know, you would care to meet.
1: Oh, there's tons of celebrities dead or alive that I would care to meet, but, you know, none that I think are like amazing people right they all have a dark side and you know and I think that's fine I mean I don't think that makes them bad people sometimes it does
0: do any famous (laughs) people follow your accounts once upon a
1: time when I had dad moms um Kate Beckinsale followed me she's hot as shit
0: oh my god I Um, love her oh oh my god she
1: is so funny is she? Her page is hilarious. Yes. You should read some of her comments on her posts. She is fucking hilarious. Um, Boy George reposted me one time. That's cool. Um, Kesha reposted me one time. Um, you know, just the typical meme people like one of the Jonas brothers followed me, Ryan Philippi
0: shout sophie out turner ryan Phillippe from, me
1: as well. Uh, yeah ryan Phillippe follows all those pages uh he, he he seems cool um yeah sophie turner from game of thrones sansa
0: that's
1: cool she followed me for a while she followed dad moms um you know i mean you don't let that stuff get to you i mean they they just follow some no-name account i mean they just follow meme accounts i mean doesn't mean they love you <laughs> Just means they think your page is cool enough to follow and big enough to follow. Well, well that's I mean, the thing.
0: Like when I like I never dip, let it go to my head. When when like when I, yeah, when he followed me, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, but you got to keep posting the same exact. You can't think that they're looking at you. You can't act differently. You can't, like, try to show off. For oh, this no, role.
1: you got to post a meme about Diplo following you.
0: No, you can't. You can't even acknowledge that, bro. You can't. I think you got to be the other way. If somebody famous follows you, you got to just double down on the shit you were doing. That was like, <laughs> you got to double down on the shit posts because that's why they were following you in the first place because you were genuine and authentic and you didn't give a fuck and you were depressed and you were. Posting. Well,
1: you know, memes for memers, I would definitely be, like, posting about them following me because that was on brand.
0: Well, that's true. That's true. Memes for Meme is very meta. That's what. That's why I liked Memes for Meme so exactly. much. So go back to well, that. Well,
1: the guy from Panic at the Disco followed me too.
0: Go back to the big I meta. I always
1: wanted to make a post the, about him.
0: The big meta like, stuff, man. Yeah, go back to that. Go back to the, the, cock, co- the cocky to meta. I don't give a fuck because I'm not making any money on this I
1: thing. was so cocky. <laughs> I was so cocky. I'm not like that anymore.
0: Well, that's the thing too. Like, I've changed over time. I used to be able to wake up and write a bunch of memes, and now I can't. Unless it hits me, I can't write any memes. It's just not. I'm not in the mood. I'm not inspired. You've seen ten thousand billion memes. Uh, you know, it kind of gets old after a while. And then I, I also see oh, sometimes. Yeah. I see now oh. the problem I'm seeing now is people are running out of pictures to put fucking memes on, or they're trying so hard that they're making things into memes that shouldn't be memes at all, or the context is way off. So I see one of the problems with the popularity of memes is it's like Netflix making movies and shit. Like it's diluted, like all the good stuff now, all the good actors and actresses. Yeah, it's 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 not even good. It's all diluted. There's so much content. You don't even know where to look. And uh, so I I, I get a lot of things just on luck. People will send me stuff and I, I attract my vibration that way. How do you like... Do you write anymore? Do you write out of inspiration? Do you sit down and write jokes or do you do anything like that anymore? Or do you have any method to your madness? Um, I mean, I write stand-up
1: now. I don't, I don't perform it, obviously. Um, I will probably perform it at some point. Um, I still write memes occasionally, uh, mostly just for my own edification. Um, you know I've always thought about memes as kind of creative writing uh, but um, no I just do it to make my friends laugh you know I do it to make the group chat laugh I don't do it for the followers anymore and I mean people probably not like that that I say that but I mean it's like it, it's just who I am I mean I, 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 can't, I, I gotta be true to who I am and I just don't really care about the, the meme world so much anymore I just kind of care about you know, the people close to me. My circle has gotten a lot smaller because I think I just don't need that attention from everyone anymore. I used to really crave that attention and love to meet strangers and connect and piss people off and that's kind of gone out of me. I mean, I, I feel like I'm focused on me and my family and my friends and I think that's a good thing, honestly. I'm not so dependent upon the kindness of strangers
0: <laughs> well i think this is a good What's way to...
1: i'm always dependent on the kindness of strangers
0: well no i I, t- I think this is a good way to kind of wrap up now because we're hitting about two hours which is i can see i can start to see the healing journey in you which is and, and, and it's a reflection of myself as well as i think for me when i got into this it was for me, I, I know it was a space of frustration and, and I was in a relationship that was bad and I couldn't express myself the way I wanted to in other forms of art. And so I would find like-minded yeah. people posting depressing things about how shitty their situation was online. And I found like a little bit of community there. And I, you know, then I just started to express myself via people like you who inspired me to, to do, do basically do the same thing. And you get to that point where you're doing it all day long and you're, 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 uh, you're having that mirrored experience with other people and they're resonating with you and you're having a little bit of community zone and you you slowly grow over time and you hopefully heal these things. And I think you've done as well and it becomes less appealing. I think to sit in that same space and you can't even, you're not that same person. Well,
1: It's like we talked about It's mental illness. I mean, mental illness is so wrapped up in memes and guess what? If you take care of your mental health, you might not want to post
0: memes on Instagram all the time. Yeah. Or you'll post different memes and it just won't hit the same way. Yeah. It's just not the same thing. People be like, Oh, this page sucks now. You've, you've changed.
1: Yeah. And it's like, yeah, guess what? I have changed. I took care of myself.
0: Well, that's what I like. I know that that's what I like that. Uh, I guess this is why this interview is happening now as opposed to two years ago or whenever when, when I really wanted to, which was, it just wasn't time. And that's another thing I've learned to appreciate just to t- just trust the timing of your life and the universe and, sometimes as much as you yeah, want something I
1: mean, it's not like i'm completely out like i'm here talking to you i still post stuff i mean i'm i'm, I'm there i'm just not uh hyper involved
0: well i mean in a way you, you it's almost it doesn't pay to be there now because you're not in that community where you know you're getting paid to do it and the economy of memeing has changed you know people aren't paying for shout outs like they used to or if they are i'm just not yeah, in that
1: i never i never gave people money for shout or uh Took money for shout outs uh, I will take money from your company. I won't take money from you. Yeah. You know I, that that was my philosophy. It was like if your memes are good, I'll post them. I'm not gonna post some shitty meme just because you paid me.
0: That was my thing too. It's like uh, if you make me laugh or I resonate with it, I will repost it. And uh, there's no bribing. There's no amount of money because I don't. If your shit sucks, I don't want. I don't want it on my page. So I don't care how much money you have. It's not about money. Some things you can't buy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and content is content. You can't pretend like bad content is good content. I'd rather post a shitty meme from a company than a shitty meme from a person and have someone know that the shitty meme from the company is an ad and not know that the shitty meme from the person is an ad.
0: Right. Well, you've come full circle, my friend. You are now... <laughs> You've, you've uh, not completely, I think, maybe walked out of the dark night of your soul because I don't know if that ever even ends for, for any of us. But uh,
1: No, it doesn't end. There's always a dark night. Yeah,
0: well. And it's it, not always Batman. It does get brighter.
1: I feel like it's gotten way brighter for me. I'm, I'm, I'm happy-go-lucky, man. I'm feeling great.
0: I can see the change. And I'm, uh, again, uh, thankful that you've been on this meme journey with me. For the past, let's see, four years now, close to it, something like that. I
1: know we've known each other for years and years and years, and have always had this great mutual respect. And you know, you look up to me, but I also look up to you, man, and uh, and have always relied on you. And I mean, you know, I've called you late at night and been like, oh, "I'm struggling, dude. I need some help." And you've always helped me. And you know, I I think of you as a spirit guide of mine, and and well, thanks, I'll never thanks, not <laughs> that way.
0: Well, thanks for not abandoning me over the Trump stuff. Uh, I, I promise, people. Hey, you know, I, I only other do it for people
1: f- who have, and I'm always defending you. I'm like, come on, he's just figuring it out. Let's just. <laughs> it is what it is.
0: And, and, and I, hey, I appreciate your your open mindedness and your uh, just being able to see beyond uh, stupid politics. Because you know, at the end of this, yeah. Because
1: I believe what I believe, but at the end of the day, I know that I'm not. I'm not 100% right about everything.
0: And, and that's, I think, that's the best position to sit in, which is, I don't know, and that's true wisdom there, which is, hey, you know, the one, one day the breeze is going this way, the next day it's blowing that way. I don't know, yeah. you know. and that's All I know wisdom.
1: is that I don't know nothing. Operating yeah. Ivy.
0: Well, sir, uh, I appreciate your time. And uh, anything you want to promote? Absolutely, on man. On the way out? any any
1: uh no check out the claw on facebook we're gonna post some music um check out Muse for memers i'm always posting on there and that's about it
0: cool man well i will guys thanks for listening uh i I hope this is a quality solid two hours of entertainment and uh information that you can maybe do something with maybe not but that's the goal here is to entertain and inform even if it's uh Hey, even if I'm taking you over the cliff with these conspiracy guys, I, I promise it's for a good reason. Even <laughs> even if it's to show you how to gracefully take uh, egg on the face when it's all said and done. So maybe that's my job here. We'll see. I could be completely right, and then everybody would be like, oh, yeah, we were wrong. S- sorry. But uh, I doubt that will happen. We'll see. Possible. Memes for memers. Right, well, Dad moms. It. You're the best, man. True inspiration, true godfather of memes. Check them out. Uh, start with memes for memers and go from there. Dab moms, beer roast, Bach memes. <laughs> we won't get into that, but That's uh, right. you, you can. And, and <laughs> the by the way, time. the Bach memes for the people that are listening to this that really want to explore it's B A C H like the composer Bach right? When I say that and people might not understand. Those are I'm, pretty
1: hilarious.
0: Very niche. They were good ones. That's what we come to Instagram for is the niche memes and we appreciate it. That's Spencer, right. memes for memers. Always a pleasure. God bless you, my friend. I'm going to hang up now. I'm going to actually end the recording and then okay. I will talk, I want to talk to you off of the recording. So, all right, guys, be good. Go to bed and or uh, whatever. I'm going to delete this part. So, fuck it. I'll just say what I want. Um, all right. Yep. Okay. I'm going to hit stop now on the recording.